1: First NFL live action in six months. Woo. This Jets play here Zach Wilson to Malik Taylor, 57 yards. You know who called it? Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they don't even need him to play. He could just assist an offensive coordinate. Also, Tarasi, 10,000 points in style. She scored 42. There was a petting zoo of goats at the arena. And USA Sweden, a pressure pride. But we start with news of the day from the Pac-12, or what is likely looking like the cremains of the Pac-12, Oregon, Washington, an invitation to join the Big Ten. It's reported a move will happen in 2024, the same year the Big Ten gets UCLA and USC. That will make the Big Ten a conference that has never cared about numbers, a bigger 18 if they want to go there. Also, Arizona's move to the Big 12 in the final steps. And reports now Utah and Arizona State could be the next to be courted. This is a full-on assault. Uh, The Pac-12 in conferences, a full-on assault on mathematics and numbers. For counting, I go to you, Woody Page. What just happened?
2: (laughs) Uh, This is all about the Pac-6, the six-pack. I mean, we're we're watching this conference destroyed right in front of our very eyes. They go out and they finally get some sort of media agreement, and it's with the iPhone that all the games are going to be on uh, iPhone 16 or something. But I think it's divided between uh, whatever's left of the Pac-12 and the Big 12, because the Big 12 was assumed about a year ago to be in real trouble of disappearing itself. And now, look at it, it's going to end up with 16 teams while the Pac-12 can't even figure out if it's got four, five, six, or seven teams left after all the stuff happens. So I think those two conferences have gone in totally different directions, one heading up to the top, the other heading to no longer being a power five conference. It's just going to be a five conference.
1: Let me ask, gut reaction, Woody, can the PAC conference survive this?
2: No, not at all. I think we're going to see the end of it, just like we saw the Southwest Conference years ago. Tim saw that, covered that. That no longer exists. Uh, it's going away t- completely, and all those schools are going to go to other colleges. Tim
1: Kalash, I'll bring you in here. Was this about the Big Ten getting bigger, the Big 12 uh, <laughs> acquiring, or is it the end of the pack?
3: You know, I, I got to start with the end of the pack and the things Woody said, and, 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 you know, they hurt you to think about if you like anything about the tradition of sports. And these Oregon and Washington moves by themselves – Now Oregon won't play Oregon State. Washington won't play Washington State. We just saw that, or it's coming after this year with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And there are only so many things you can do to fans of certain schools uh, before they they react to it. Uh, So, I mean, I hate that aspect of it. I I do wonder if some of these great liberal institutions care at all about their carbon footprint, about these trips from Seattle to Maryland or, or Washington to Rutgers for volleyball and tennis. And, and, you know, does anybody – are they, anyone bothered by that at all? I don't think anyone thinks about it. They think about TV money, and that's when it comes down to just the Big Ten versus the SEC and the race to see who can get $60 million per team. Hey,
1: yeah, Don, they bring you in here.
4: Yeah, Tim pointed out, this is about the, the right fees for broadcasting, I use that term loosely, for showing called football games. And therefore, this is a referendum on the Big Ten's decision by former commissioner uh, Kevin Warren to go retro, right? They went, leaned into network television for the rights to their games. Their games are going to be on CBS, NBC, and Fox. Very old school, very 1980s. And that was more appealing and more stable than what the PAC was doing and looking at, as Woody said, Apple TV Plus. So, th- as we as we look at the future of entertainment, right, and how we will see entertainment, the Big Ten maybe is showing the way mm. that yesterday is leading the so way. So, they towards would tomorrow.
1: be a legend, you would say, or a leader going forward. I don't know. I don't. All right. So <laughs> oh. we've established that. Remember that. That was also a relic. Harry Lows Jr., you have covered this extensively from the college football perspective. What just happened today?
0: THIS IS THE ACCUMULATION, THE END OF THE ROAD, FOR ALL OF THE FAILURES THAT WE HAVE SEEN OVER THE YEARS, NOT JUST FROM THE NCAA, BUT FROM THE PREVIOUS PAC-12 COMMISSIONER, LARRY SCOTT, AND THAT god awful TV DEAL THAT THEY HAD THEM ON IN THE FIRST PLACE. IT HAS BEEN TOUGH TO WATCH HALF THE GAMES IN THAT CONFERENCE THE LAST HANDFUL OF YEARS. AND THEN YOU LOOK AT WHAT GEORGE Kliavkoff HAS DONE, WE WERE WONDERING, DURING PAC-12 MEDIA DAYS A COUPLE OF WEEKS AGO, HEY, ARE YOU GUYS GOING TO ANNOUNCE A TV DEAL? And it never came. So then you look at everything that's happening now and you have all of these schools and everybody's like, well, why is there this fire sale? Why are they running out? It's because there's no exit fee. There was never a TV deal in place. And so you've made it infinitely easier for all of these schools to leave. So you really left them with no option. And now if you're sitting at home and you're wondering, like, hey, why is all this happening? This is the accumulation of, again, greed and everything in which we've seen with college athletics. And I think you should be upset that we are losing a lot of tradition and hopefully we get back there one day. But it's not looking good. Your
1: representation that it's greed. It's also growth, right? I mean, it's also looking forward. Gut check, though. i got to get you on the record here. Is this the end? Can the pack survive this?
0: No, they, they cannot survive this. I think there are too many loopholes uh, in terms of even if they wanted to add teams, teams that they would want to ha- add would have to pay exit fees on their current deals, and I just don't think it's going to happen. What do you think? I'll give you the last word here.
2: Yes, transfer portal has a whole new meaning now when teams are actually moving uh-huh. instead of the players themselves.
1: You athletic directors were so preoccupied with whether you could, you never stop to think whether you should. You should. <laughs> We've been horrible, move on. Preseason game number one, Browns 21, Jets 16. Harry, you were one of two panelists yesterday. Excited to see Zach Wilson. I laughed, I still laugh, but he put it together with the 57-yarder right there. Credited Aaron Rodgers for telling Nathaniel Hacklett to dial it up. Second half, Browns were in complete control. Dorian Thompson Robinson, fifth-round pick from UCLA, a quarterback looking impressive. Tim show what do you take away from preseason game number one?
3: Uh, just that the Zach Wilson book has a few more chapters left in it. It, it got off to a, a terrible start. Nobody wanted to read it in New York. Mm, but Ari okay. uh, like did. chapters. But now, I mean, you got to remember how high he was drafted and what he was thought of in college. I mean, he wasn't. This isn't a gimmick. He's not Johnny Manziel coming into the league. He can throw. He got off to a bad start with a bad team. So did Jim Plunkett. So did Troy Aikman that matter it's happened to other quarterbacks. All right. So Zach Wilson is
1: Troy Aiken and Jim Plunkett and a couple of Super Bowls ahead of him. A little about All right. Troy Plunkett. But that was your takeaway. Zach Wilson. Jay Adane you.
4: Zach Wilson still has some third down conversion issues to work out I'd say based on last night. But my takeaway was actually. Aaron Rodgers talking, and that might have been the thing I hated the most about the NFL over the past year, (laughs) but the Aaron Rodgers that we heard in the second-half interview on NBC last night sounded very relaxed and content, and those are things that we haven't seen or heard from him uh, the last few years in Green Bay. So, the fact that we're not going to have Aaron Rodgers drama this year, the fact that he seems to be in a very good place (laughs) mentally, and
1: (laughs) All right, so now you're
0: guaranteeing no Aaron Rodgers drama. Very bold move from you on August. Forth. Go ahead, Harry Lyles, Jr. I just wanted on the record with America, I did say on this program yesterday that it is important for the Jets to see improvements from Zach Wilson, and if Aaron Rodgers is mentoring him, I am not a stand though. <laughs> uh, but my biggest takeaway from this game is Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Like we saw from him. In UCLA, which, again, you didn't see him a whole lot in college because of that bad Pac-12 media deal, uh, that he was an explosive player. He was an early Heisman candidate in his past two seasons in college football. And now he showed so much from you last night that you might not be able to bury him on the scout team. Like, he legitimately might now be the backup quarterback. So you do take away something from last night's game. and
1: and that They may have a riser and may have found something at quarterback in the fifth round. Woody Page, how about you?
2: Yeah, Harry's takeaways yesterday. A backup quarterback today, it's a practice squad quarterback. Oh, great takeaways. Mm, How about wow, the 60-minute interview with, with 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 Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers talked about he loves to be an assistant coach. He loves to be a mentor. How about when you were in Green Bay, you never even talked to Jordan Love? You didn't want any part of him, just like Brett Favre never wanted okay. to do anything with Aaron Rodgers. And now suddenly he is giving plays to the offensive coordinator. So could it possibly it be an
1: evolution well. of person? And yeah, would you not be appreciative of that, Woody Page?
2: Well, I think after you sit in the dark for like eight days, you come out with a different <laughs> feeling about helping. Tim
1: you. Kalish, I'll give you the last word. Woody's on a roll today.
3: My last word is that we need to move these games out of Canton and that, that high school stadium where the lights didn't work and the <laughs> <Okay>. showers didn't <sighs> work. And they've had turf problems before. That's a bigger a deal. great setting for Hall of Fame. It's a terrible setting. It's a Hall of Fame game, though. No, I mean, it it's,
4: you have it again. It That's it's 100 miles away. Go to Cleveland. They have rock and roll Hall of Fame concerts. One
1: more right. story here. It's USA Sweden, Sunday, 5 a.m. Eastern, 2 a.m. Pacific. A round of 16 game against the number three team in the world for the U.S. Uh, and and Sweden has been a rival. that has been up to it for decades versus the U.S. And it comes when this team is under consternation like they've never been. Horse Group stage showing in US Women's National Team history. Harry, the debate of the weekend, can the US turn it around? And here's your question. What will it take for this team to look like the number one team again and win Sunday?
0: I think it's the same thing that I have felt about this team the entire tournament, which is that they need to play within themselves. Andonofsky said, that they need to play stick with their philosophy play their game model that they've got which I know a lot of people don't want to hear. He said these things after the Portugal game which they had 17 shots on goal, they had a 2.13 expectation goal. So there's the th- the talent is there, the expectation is there. It's all showing up. They just have to finally put it together and piece it together. And I think the thing that is haunting this team is they're chasing these expectations that are absolutely not real. Those teams that we saw in 2015 and 2019 are outstanding. That is not the standard. That is the exception to the rule. If they play within themselves, I think they'll be okay. Jay Donde.
4: But, Harry, what is their game? What is their philosophy? Are are they an attacking team? Are they a a ball possession team? They have yet to show any coherent uh, plan of attack so far. They've also yet to show demonstrably better skills, such as passing, footwork. Any of that does not look noticeably better than their opponents. Neither is the talent or the fitness level, which used to be a huge gap that's caught up. The one thing they have going for them, they only allowed one one goal during the three group stage Mm -hmm. games. So if they can keep that defense and be stingy, allowing goals, maybe they get a chance to advance.
3: Tim Kalishaw. I don't think the talent is there. I think Harry's wrong about that. I think there should be a points deduction. (laughs) I think what we're seeing with this team is that that they can't separate themselves athletically from these other teams. And we thought that going in, maybe. And now Sweden, because they won their first two games, they got to rest like nine players in the last game. They made a bunch of lineup changes. They're a much healthier, more rested team, probably a better team. And I don't think the USA will win.
1: Well there we go. We have we have a prediction here from, from our panelists in Plasma 2. Woody Page.
2: I agree with Tim. This is a team that hasn't shown us anything so far. And they're going to turn it around in this short period of time against Sweden, which is the number three team in the in the world, and actually should be favored in this game, I think, because they've had more rest, they have better players, the conditioning that the U.S. has shown in previous World Cups is not uh, favoring them against European teams who've caught up in regard to that, and they remind me of a bad NBA team going one on one. That's what they've been doing in the first three games, and it's not working. Did
1: not, not one player was named in the entire discussion. Their national battle
2: not one. Team game, it will come
1: down gone. to the players. It will not team come game. down to Rose Lavelle, who will be missing this game. And she's been the creative force of this team, even in limited minutes in this tournament. So I've got Kalashaw taking Sweden. I've got Woody Page taking Sweden. What happened to Jingo
0: around the horn? Harry, who you got? Have some faith. Have some faith. USA, Adonis. let's go. Come on
4: now. I'll say say Today. One moment of glory for Megan Rapinoe. Fire cell
1: next. next. Fading glory.
5: It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron.
1: Harry Lyles 18, Jay Adonde 16, Woody Page 15, Tim Kalisha still with us for five minutes. Angels Mariners last night was a bonkers game. Another start where Otani had a problem with his hand. Finger cramps again. It's been blisters and broken now and finger cramps for a month. Could there be any reason why that's happening? Hold from his start after four scoreless, but still batted. And of course, when he batted, he hit home run number 40 to give the Angels what looked to be a win, but nope. That wasn't all to this game. Ninth inning, Seattle came back. Cade Marlowe ordered salami. Mariners five, Angels three. Tim, what was that last night for the Angels and Otani and the Mariners?
3: You know, any little thing is gonna scare you a bit and maybe he shouldn't make 30 starts while hitting 60 home runs this year. Maybe that's a little too much to ask. So maybe push him back a little there. But obviously, whatever it is, he can still swing the bat. He can still do the damage. They don't have much room though. They can't afford too many losses
1: to see
4: It's relief. I'd much rather you have nails and finger cramping, which I've never even heard of before, than rotator cuff injuries or elbow or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Could so it be related? This way he can at least continue on pace for what will be the greatest individual season in baseball history if he can finish this off.
0: Ari
1: Lyles Jr.
0: Tony, I'm buying that the Angels need to be winning these games if they're actually going to finally make the postseason for the first time since 2014. And I'm also buying that perhaps Shohei Otani could somehow get better because of all the hand issues that he's had. His fastball was two miles per hour faster than his season average last night, and we are in the early sets of August like that's kind of that's scary to think a about. lot of odd perplexing numbers here, right?
1: But. Woody Page, I turn to you. Kinetically speaking, it's been fingers and hands. Is that anything? And of course, it was a loss in the end for the Angels.
2: I think Tim's on to something that maybe they should, if not shut him down as a pitcher, that they should at least minimize the number of starts that he makes because he's on a pace right now for 58. You want to see him try and get to 63 before the season's out. And I think that is number one priority. Number two priority, they can't let Seattle pass them in the wild Oh, well, they chase, did last exactly night with that Apple win, right? Yep. So,
1: I got I got something for Otani and for the Angels to play up bananas. Maybe some bananas, right? We get the potassium up. No more finger cramps. Yep. Bananas, right. how my family started here, right? Tier 15 with those big Mike bananas at Seaport. We'll move on. Diana Taurasi, 10,000 points. First in league history to hit that number. She needed 18 going in. They had congrats, posters made in advance. No pressure for her. She had 42. Mercury ripping the dream. There were goats brought in for a petting zoo in the arena, which is something as well. J. A. What does 10,000 and how she got there last night do for the legend of Diana Taurasi?
4: Well, it puts a nice decoration, but it's really just an addition to the Taj Mahal, right? She was already the only player in W. A. history with 9,000 points. She's the only W. A. player with 8,000 points, so this doesn't change her status really. It just gives you a nice round number
0: to play on Jr. Yeah, we love nice round numbers. I, I think she was already firmly in the GOAT conversation, at least as far as it goes with WNBA players. This puts her over 2,500 points ahead of Tina Thompson at number two. And I think the other thing about this last night is that you always get these signature performances from the all-time greats where they show you, hey, I got one more for you. And she had one more for yeah, us by going for 42.
1: I believe there was a banned phrase in there for the Doug Cooper Lyles. Woody Page.
2: She was under a lot of pressure last night. Her parents were there. They were going to have a celebration afterward, and they put plastic tarps in the locker room. They put the T-shirts out, brought the goats out. And guess what? Tim can appreciate this. She shot her age. She's 41, and she had 42 points. Nobody's done that in the NBA since Michael Jordan did. Uh, He had 40 points when he was over 40.
1: Tim Kalashaw.
3: I shoot my age in golf all the time, usually around the 14th hole. That's a different story. <laughs> Diana Taurasi, usually when you're breaking these records, you're at the very end of your career and you're on your way down. She's, age-wise, got to be near the end, but to have a night like that,
1: that's, that's just a perfect way to go out there. All right, Kalisha shot his age on the golf course by the 14th hole today, but not bad. That's pretty good. Woody Page, Harry Lyles Jr., old school, new school. Showdown next.
2: Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Woody Page, Harry Lyles Jr., good luck in Showdown. Got some post-trade deadline. Starts to check in here more significant start for a new team is my question. Max Scherzer had a sweaty first inning, but then a solid win for Texas yesterday. Michael Lorenzen, an eight inning debut for Philly to get a win. And one more, it's a three game start because he's a position player. But it's Jamie Candelario, another hit in RBI for the surging Cubs. Candelario is nine for 12 since being traded. Woody, who's had the best start with their new team?
2: Lorenzen, that's the best debut by Philly's pitcher in history. And he has in his last four games an ERA of one point one four. He's a great addition to a team wanting to be in the wild card. Bring the stats. He has Aww. a great chance.
0: Mm-hmm. It. See Harry? Right. It's, it's all about Max Scherzer. We're talking about an ace, and while he did have a rocky start, he finished strong, and he's pitching for a team that has the most runs in Major League Baseball, 627. That's 54 more than the Rays, who are right behind them in second place. It's got to be about Scherzer. They have World Series aspirations.
1: Have you ever started nine for 12 over three games with a new team, Candelario? And, and the Cubs are making a run at the top of the division now. We'll split the point. We'll move on. The basketball tournament ended last night, but I want to – Gauge if you think this could be the future of dunk contests. This is how they do their dunk contest. It's called posterized. It's 1v1. It's your opponent in the dunk contest. You have to dunk over them. They have to try to block you. Some of you have had fatigue with the NBA's dunk contest over the years. Harry, could this be the future?
0: Tony, this isn't the posterized contest. This is the dunk contest. The beauty of the dunk contest is you put all of your different herbs and spices and, and make it amazing. It's not to Harry, see who can dunk the hardest. not get
2: it, Harry. On this show, we have face time. In that contest, you have facial time. And I think you should be able to play defense and keep your opponent from scoring on a oh, dunk.
1: Wow, just seeing it play out last night. Swap that. Made me think. It could be Harry, you went up. You had the lead all show. Woody blocked oh, it. Okay. Let's go, Drew. 30 oh, wow. seconds of face time.
2: Baseball and the New York Yankees need to reconsider their concussion protocol. Rizzo went on the uh, injured uh, list today because of the, what happened in May 28th in a first base c- collision there. And since that time, the guy was hitting 300 and Rizzo has been hitting 170. He's got fogginess in his head. I think there should have been more neurologists uh, conveyed about what's been going on with him he's not he's not in good shape
1: thanks for that woody page we're
2: on a long break off till
1: thursday august 24th that's a 456 and a half hour break